Audrey Anderson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. When you said you wanted to talk about uh, uh, tickets, driving tickets, I was like, well, this is something we can all relate to, right? Right. I've gotten three in my life, I think. I was going to ask you, but I didn't know if you were going to answer. Oh, I could share. Yes. I, I, I got one when I was younger for speeding 11 over on I-57. Oh. Um, and uh, uh, actually, I just returned from studying abroad, and I had just reactivated my auto insurance that day. Thank goodness. Um, because otherwise, I would, if I'd forgotten, that would not have been good. Right. Um, and then I got one in Indiana for speeding, and I think I got another one there. How about, how about you? I've had two. I was 16 a month that I had my license, <laughs> turning right on a red. Oh. And then the embarrassing one, it was a speeding ticket with my husband's family on a family reunion. Oh, really? And we really? were meeting all of them. And so there I am stuck on the side of the road as his family drives past <laughs> in the bus staring at me. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. But thankfully, my husband never mentioned it. Right. And I laugh at this stuff. Obviously, we shouldn't. But I know it just happens to people. They are a little fast. Uh, For the most part, of course, we advise everyone to follow all those rules, including please use your blinker. That's my little PSA uh, for anyone out there. But Audrey, uh, let's talk a little bit first about how traffic laws are handled, because there's different levels of penalties, fines, or the stratification of the seriousness depends, right? Right. So most traffic tickets are just what they refer to as petty offenses. You can't go to jail. It's just a fine. Mm-hmm. And that's adjudicated by the local municipality wherever you are, right? For the Typically. most part? Correct. Typically, it's just the local. It's not the county state attorney's office. Correct. Do you have a right for all of those institu- inst- instances to go before a judge and argue your case? Right, you definitely do. So sometimes on the ticket at the very, very bottom, there's a box that the officer can check to say if your appearance is required or if it's waived, meaning you don't have to go to court. So if it's your first and you're an adult or over 21, you even if the officer checks the box, your appearance is waived, you can still show up in mm-hmm. court and not mail in your fine to pay it. And then they give you a court date. And yeah, you could definitely go to the judge and have a bench trial if you want. So that's where the judge decides if you're guilty or not. I've always heard this, maybe it's an old wives' tale, that if you show up for court to argue your ticket and the officer who pulled you over doesn't, it's automatically waived. Is that true or not? It used to be before COVID. So before COVID, on the very first court date, if you didn't, if you showed and the officer didn't, most prosecutors just dismissed the tickets. Really? Yes. So it was always very nice. You would show up and hope that the person wasn't there, the officer wasn't there, and it would get dismissed. But since COVID now, the prosecutors don't necessarily do that because when COVID started, traffic courts still stayed open, but officers did not, they no longer had to be in court. Okay. So it's if the officers now don't show up when you have it set for trial. I guess it makes sense that you would want the officer there, like when you think about how a trial works or how things work, you get both sides of the argument. I do find that I can imagine for police officers, what do they get notified if someone's like, I'm challenging this, and then they get a notice to appear that day too? Or do they all show up on the first day of traffic? Like, how does that work from a police perspective? Right. So if it's a ticket where you have to appear, officer knows that their police department goes to court on a certain day and time. So the morning, the afternoon, Monday through Friday. So they set it on a day that's their key day. So there's certain days of the month where each officer has to appear in court. So they try to keep all the tickets on those court dates. Ah, So we're not dragging them from doing their other things that's already usually assigned to be a day in which they would already do that. Correct. And if it's set for trial, then the prosecutor keeps it on what they refer to as a key date. So a date where the officer is already scheduled or required to be in court. Okay. That's good to know. Um, and so, all right. So those are just the very basic ones, right? Right. Are there other higher levels of traffic violations? Right. So some can be class B misdemeanors. So you can go to 
jail for up to six months or class A misdemeanors where you can go to jail for up to 364 days. So those are like your speeding tickets, driving with a suspended license, driving without insurance, driving without a valid driver's license. These are the class A and B. Correct. You're kind of scattering them out. Correct. And can, are those ones that you can be arrested on site and taken to jail for? Correct. Okay. But then you still have to have a trial, right? Right. You can have a trial or you can just plead guilty and hope for the best. Ask for supervision if it's your first time and you're you're eligible for supervision because some tickets you can't get court supervision and then minimum fines. Right. Is it um, if you get a bunch of the lower level ones, can that escalate to something higher or do they have to does it have to be a, a a specific action to qualify as an A or B misdemeanor or whatever you Oh, want. I see what you're saying. No, so typically with regards to the petty offenses, those usually always stay petty offenses. But for those that are over 21, you can only get court supervision in a 12-month period for moving offenses twice. Right. And then the third time, it has you can't get supervision again. So then that affects your license staying valid or getting suspended. So I guess what I'm asking is, if I was pulled over three days in a row for going 11 over, like a petty offense, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, um, if I was pulled over 10 days in a row... They're not going to arrest me for that, but I'll continue to get those notices. Correct. You will. Right. It doesn't enhance the penalty for if you get 10 days in a row of speeders, 11 over. Correct. Because I hear stories sometimes of people getting two tickets on the same day. Oh, I've had that. We've actually represented someone. They were taking their child to college and Uh got a ticket on the way down and a ticket on the way back the same day. Was it the same officer? No, thank goodness. Was it I-57? Was it the officer that got me? <laughs> Back down right. to Champagne. Okay, uh, we're, we're scratching the surface here. we got more to get to. we got to take a quick commercial break. Then we'll have news from the Northwestern Medicine News uh, Room and uh, guests at the question of the day, all coming up next on WGN. Audrey Anderson, we got to go to the news here in a moment, but you just blew my mind with something. When you get a ticket... And it tells you how much the ticket is. It has a dollar amount right on the ticket, right? Right on the bottom, there's a dollar amount. All right. So people say, well, I could either mail that in or I'll go to court. And if I'm found guilty, I pay that amount. That's not the case? That's absolutely not the case. And poor people don't realize it's like double or triple that sometimes. And when you say poor people, you mean all of us. All people. Yes, yeah, yeah. Poor citizens. Poor citizens, we don't, yes. And not people that yeah, are financially unable. No, no. But yeah, everyone. It's, no it's, one knows. Right. No one realizes it. That's just the hugest mistake that people believe. Like you can still go to court and pay that small amount. It's not. Okay. Oh, well, we'll talk about why that is and why I might want you to be there with me after the news on WGN. I've just learned something fascinating about traffic tickets, that the ticket has a number that you think you're going to pay. And if you challenge that ticket, you might pay a lot more. And even if you say, "Eh, whatever, I'll just pay this, I'll send it off. There might be problems with that, too. Oh, my goodness. Audrey Anderson's going to break it all down for us after this on WGN. 720 WGN. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Saturday afternoon, 209 on WGN. More with Audrey Anderson from Anderson and Attorneys and Advisors. Just one second. 1792, Pennsylvania became the first state to mandate this. Something now that all Americans do, even though technology has changed so much, it's not really all that big of a deal. Uh, Steve, what's your guess? What laws are we talking about? I would say route numbers, putting route numbers on uh, interstates. It's a great guess. It's just not the answer. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what's your guess? Hi, John. Great show today. Thank you, Ryan. Um, could it have been the uh, speed limits? Speed limits. We're certainly talking about speed limits. It's just not the answer. Thanks for calling, Ryan, and thanks for the compliment, too. Here, I'll give you your clue, everyone. Uh, this is the first time this law has happened. Also, the law was written the exact opposite of what they do in our mother country of Great Britain. So uh, we do it the complete opposite way. 
think I might have just given it away. Audrey Anderson's nodding now. I think she's got it too. 312-981-7200 if you have any guesses. Okay, you get a ticket. You get pulled over. You're going 15 miles over. This would be labeled a petty offense, right? Right. Okay. I get a ticket. On the ticket, it says, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, $165. Pay right now $165. That's all you're going to have to pay. Um, if you're like, eh, I want to challenge this, and I go to court, I'm thinking, well, I'm either going to get uh, found, be found not guilty of this or thrown out, or I pay $165. Why not try it? That's not the case? That's not the case. Your fines are going to be double. Probably. Really? Yeah. How do we not know? I mean, I guess people that have gone through this probably know it, but is that not written anywhere on the ticket or anything? Like in small print, like it might be more if you go to court. I actually don't think it is written on the back of the ticket. That's interesting to read, but I don't think so. I think on the back, it just explains what the codes are. But no, I don't think people realize because once you go to court, then there's all these fees that they do to pay for the courthouse, the staff and everything. And some judges before traffic court actually starts, they'll stand up and give a spiel about traffic court in the process, and then they explain it because they don't want every person that comes up in front of them when they say the fine is 352 or 500 to say, well, Judge, you're so mean. They just say, this is the statute. This is the cost of coming to court. Do they try and disincentivize people from going to court to clog up the system by doing that? Meaning they think that you'll just be happy to pay the lower amount and just plead guilty? Right. Definitely. I think so. And unfortunately, so on the ticket, it does say if you want to just mail it in and you're requesting supervision. Mm -hmm. So yes, you send in your check, your payment for that, and then you're requesting supervision. And I think it does because it definitely, traffic court's can be crowded. There's hundreds of people. It takes hours right. sometimes. And maybe you were like, I was going too fast. I do want to plead guilty. But pleading guilty, something comes with that, doesn't it? And you're talking about this, you know, you think everyone's going to just be like, oh, I paid. I'm good to go. Not going to be on my record. That not, is, is not necessarily the case. Right. Because you're requesting court supervision. And that's not necessarily a guarantee because there's just some judge that gets all these and they go through a sick and they don't have to grant it. If they think, oh, it's outrageous. You're going 15 over when the speed limit's 40. So that's significant. No, you don't deserve supervision, conviction. So you get a conviction, but you don't even realize that you had a conviction. So say you get another ticket, you can get a conviction and then your license gets suspended. I have so many questions. So let's say the judge got pulled over on their way to work and they're in a bad mood. They can just say, nope, guilty. I accept your guilty plea. I'm not offering supervision. Therefore, this is on your record. Is that what happens then? Correct. But I'm not going to tell you that I did it this way? Well, you don't really get noticed because the judge just gets a stack of these from the people that mail in their tickets with the payments. So the judge just goes through. And yes, some judges just give supervision without looking at the facts of the case or how old the person is. They don't know the facts, but the the ticket, they don't actually read the ticket to see you're going 55 and a 40 or 50 and a 35. So they think that's pretty outrageous if you're going 50 through a residential area. Right, right. They're not looking at cameras. They're not calling in evidence. They're just looking at the ticket. Correct. First of all, I had no idea that if I mailed my ticket in, a judge looked at it. Right, for the payment, because they have to agree to give you the supervision. I just assumed it was a clerk somewhere who just went, okay, here's your money, thank you, check mark, we're done. So I mail in a ticket, a judge can look at it and say, okay, I accept your guilty plea, but I'm not giving you supervision. And what does that mean then? What does the supervision mean if you are granted it, and what does it mean if you're not? Right, so if you're granted it, that means that's if it's on a ticket like that. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily points. And so how your license gets suspended through the Secretary of State is the number of points that you get on your record, on your driving history. So a conviction is a point, considered points. So if you get too many points, then your license can get suspended. Okay. 
So wait, I just I'm confused. Let me clarify here. So if I plead guilty, do I get those points automatically, or do I only get the points if the judge says I'm not granting you supervision? Correct. If you're not granted court supervision, okay. Correct. If you're granted court supervision, it's kind of a wash it away. We're okay. You messed up, but we're not going to put it on your record. Correct. It's not going to be considered points by the Secretary of State to suspend your license. How often does a judge just say, I'm not accepting this? I accept your conviction, but I'm not going to give you supervision. It could happen quite often, just depending on the facts of the case. Okay. That's interesting. So my question is for you then, because I would never think I'd need a defense lawyer. Unless, granted, there are more extreme cases where I think, oh, okay, something crazy happened and I got arrested or whatever while driving, okay. But like for tickets, I'm sure some people out there are like, I'm not getting a defense lawyer for this. Should someone call you if they get a, a ticket and they just to look it over at least or something? Right. I think you should have an attorney to represent you and look at this. I mean, if I got a ticket, I would have an attorney with me just because it's easier to make sure and ensure that you get court supervision because you can only get court supervision so many times, especially if you're under 21. So that's a huge thing. If you're under 21, you really should have an attorney go with you because depending on what the ticket's for, you get two within 24 months and you lose your license. And that affects you, obviously, and your family who have to then drive you all over. So the risk, though, is that if I have to, if I go to court to challenge it or try and ask for the judge, they could say, no, I could owe more money. Obviously, you're a wonderful person, but you're not stepping in the courtroom for free necessarily, right? right. So that is a risk that people have to calculate. I could end up paying more um, for the same result. True. You could be paying more for the same result of getting supervision. Correct. Do you feel like having a lawyer in traffic court makes a huge difference in front of a judge? I think it does. Because it shows that you take it seriously and not the people who don't show up with attorneys take it, don't take it seriously. But yeah, I do think it is that you're concerned and you want to make sure that everything's handled properly. This is an interesting text from the 312. When you go to traffic court for a ticket, the judge I've heard tells the, I've heard this, that tells the whole courtroom that if they try and fight the ticket, they're going to lose and they're going to be charged extra, almost as if to say, just pay the fine and move along. That doesn't surprise me. Right. There are actually some judges that say that, especially on some court calls, you can have hundreds of, defendants there or people with traffic tickets there. And so just to move the call along, that's unfortunately true. But not all judges do that. Some tell you that they don't do um, attacks to if you take it to a trial. Mm -hmm. And some do say just plead guilty and I assure you I'll give you the minimum. Okay. Someone wanted to know, is there still the option of traffic school? When I was an officer 12 years ago, the envelope gave the violator an option of payment, traffic school, or ask for a court date. It depends on what the ticket is for. Okay. Correct. And then even if you go to court, depending on some of the charges with the municipality prosecutors, a lot of times if you're, especially if you're under 21, you can do traffic school and sometimes they'll dismiss it or some sort of traffic course or Mm -hmm. public service, things like that. And they may. Okay. So uh, someone just texted in kind of the question I asked earlier for those just listening. Hi, John. Used to be always save money by going to the court. The officer may not show up. The judge might feel generous. Not necessarily the case anymore because they're not required to be there anymore. Right. And the only time actually, once you had asked me that earlier, I thought if you're in a car accident and there's a civilian witness against you, and if that person doesn't show up in your first court date, then a lot of times those tickets do get dismissed. Okay. So, but if it's just a regular, you you blew a stop sign, you didn't get in an accident and the officer's not there, it doesn't automatically get dismissed anymore. Okay. A lot of great questions. How should people be reaching out to you, Audrey? Definitely feel free to call us, 630-877-5800. Okay. And uh, the phone number or the uh, address is AA, Ander- well, AA.com, right? Right. The, I always mess it up. That's why so I wanted I- you to. <laughs> 
We both looked at each other like, there we go. No, it's AndersonAA.com for Anderson Attorneys and Advisors. Boy, we've only done this like 25, 30 times here. I don't think we'd have it. 630-877-5800. There's a great picture of you right on the homepage. I'm looking at it now. Oh, oh, you got our Let's Get Legal on the homepage, too. It's a great website. Who should be reaching out to? Not just people. I mean, traffic violations, great. Give you a call, but you do a whole range of things, right? Right. We do represent juveniles and adults for anything. If you've been charged with a crime, if officers reach out to talk to you or your kid about an offense, you definitely need to reach out to us. Yeah. And the easiest way to do it, I mean, Audrey Anderson is going to be near the top of your contact list. You can just do Audrey Lawyer. Put in your contact list, 630-877-5800. You don't know when you need that number, but when you do, you want it quickly. Audrey, thanks for joining us. Thanks again. We'll talk again soon. Uh, Let's take a break. Then we're going to have Patrick Dolan get your employment law questions in. 312-981-7200. And I'm looking on the screen. Yeah, we're going to have the answer to the question of the day after this on WGN.